It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 227, entitled, He Didn't Have His Jacket On. It was recorded on Monday, the 24th of October, 2022. I am joined this week by a couple of WordPress guests. Sadly, we were unable to connect with Bob Don as he had a electricity outage. But nevertheless, we were able to join with Remka Stavris and Maciek Palmowski. We're here, as always, to talk about the WordPress news and there was various bits and pieces. WordPress has a security update. Go and make sure that you get updated to 6.0.3. We also talk about the silly awards that we're running It's over at wpbuilds.com forward slash awards, and it's all about raising money for Big Orange Heart. You can nominate yourself, you can nominate a friend, and you are guaranteed to win that category. And all you have to do is donate a small amount of money to Big Orange Heart. We also get into how WordPress handles your images. It was a podcast episode that I did over at the Tavern with Adam Silverstein. And then we get into the WP drama of the week. It was all about the removal of the data from WordPress.org about plugin growth. And there's a couple of articles from Get Ellipsis, Alex Denning, and a rebuttal by Matt Cromwell. What do we think? Is the WordPress.org repository still fit for purpose? Should you be launching a plugin over there? We also talk about Jetpack and the fact that it has changed the way that you have to now pay for social sharing. There's some plugin update news as well. And also, we talk about a silly, very silly article on Wikipedia. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever, wherever you may be in which part of the world. It's very nice to have you with us. It's this week in WordPress. We're on episode number, wow, 277. Um, And we're joined by two fine gentlemen today. It should have been three, but um, I'll tell you more about that in a moment. First stop on my, well, over there. I don't know if it's on my left or right. I can't quite work that out. It's Remkus. Remkus DeVries. How are you doing, Remkus? Good. Very good, Nathan. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Remkus has got a fabulous new camera look. Look at the quality of Remkus's picture. If you're, uh, if you're listening to the me. audio, it's really good. <laughs> it scares even me. Yeah, yeah, you get to see the full detail. I know, full I know. Detail. Don't, 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 go, don't go there. <laughs> Remkus, Remkus joins us. He's, he's quite often on the show, and it's very nice to have him back. Remkus is a WordPress veteran and a performance specialist at Truer Than North. That's all I've got on you. Is there anything else you want to add, or is that it? No, not for today. That'll do. Yeah. Next week, if you, if you week, want to know more, just Google me. Just Google me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have one of those Googleable names, don't you? I'm yeah, quite yeah, yeah. lucky in that I have the same. Basically, if you if you Google me, you get this model, which isn't me, by the way, um, and then me, just because Nathan no. Wrigley's pretty unusual. Rem Customer is probably the same. Uh, no, there's only one. There's oh. literally only one in the world. <gasps> That's so good. 
That's know, great for domain names and everything. I isn't know. know. <laughs> You've read not John Smith. <laughs> and we're also joined by Matchek. How are you, Matchek? I'm great. I'm really great. It's very nice to have you. Matchek's been on many times as well, and it's lovely to have familiar faces. I really like that. We're going to talk a bit later, but before then, Matchek is a WordPress developer working as a product developer, sorry, as a development advocate analyst at Kinsta. After hours uh, that he spends most of the time trying to find interesting news for WPLs, the WPLs newsletter, Oreo Cycling. Um, You've got to tell us about the new job at Kinsta, Matchek. I think last time you were on, you weren't. At Kinsta, although it felt like you were about to be at Kinsta, you like yeah, just a I couple of weeks later. Almost, How's the new I job? was almost at Kinsta, and uh, right now I just finished the onboarding. It was amazing, and um, I think that uh, yeah, it will be my dream job. Oh, <laughs> nice! That's great. The onboarding was that good. Well, that's mm. absolutely lovely. Well, well done. Um, and I'm really pleased that it's working out for you. If you're joining us in the chat, I appreciate that. Please feel free to drop in any comments that you like. We try to get as many of them on the screen as we can if they're on message. Um, but in order to do that, you need to be in probably one of two locations. This one is the easiest one. If you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live, then you can comment there. But you need to be logged into a Google account because it's YouTube wpbuilds.com forward slash live. On the other hand, you might be looking at this in Facebook. And if that's the case, you've got one additional uh, step to do because Facebook don't allow us to see your, um, you know, your avatar and your name. So you've got to go to chat.restream.io forward slash FB and authorize Facebook. But yeah, go and go and share it. Maybe step away from the this screen, go and share it with your friends and drag some people in. That would be really nice. And I've got a few comments, as we always do. Uh, Alex, thank you for joining us, Alex. Alex McNeil. I'm not sure that I've uh, come across Alex before. He's got a picture of what looks like Stonehenge on there. So uh, hello, Alex. Nice to have you. And we've also got Rob Cairns. Hello, WordPress peeps. He joins us every single week. He's one of our absolute regulars. And he's uh, saying that Remkus is looking amazing. Movies. No, 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 no. He's not Rob, lying. No, that wasn't the point I was making. I was saying that Remkus had a nice camera, not that Remkus. But, but he picked on what you really wanted to say. Oh, uh, I was trying to get in Thanks, there. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> yeah, Rob, good. Good. Kudos to Rob. Um, another greeting from, well, I think, Remkus, you're going to have to say that word. So that's the Dutch name of the city I live in. It is Leeuwarden. Oh, is that you? It's not me, but it's, oh. this, this is where I am. Yes. Oh, that's weird. Somebody else is also coming in from Leeuwarden uh, in the Netherlands. Very nice to have you. Marcus Bennett joining us from GoDaddy. Good morning. Happy Monday in the WordPress world. Yeah, we, I guess in North America, we are basically the beginning of the WordPress week, aren't we? Which is kind of strange to think about. Uh, hello, everyone, says Maya. Paul Lacey. Oh, I don't even who, know. Who? I don't even know if I can tolerate putting that. <laughs> Everybody knows. You should, uh, you should definitely say uh, Rob's uh, last. <laughs> Uh, comment oh okay well anyway thank you paul uh, of course i'd love i love you being here and rob is saying hey mark <laughs> yay paul the traitor forever to be known as the traitor if you don't know paul used to do the show he probably did like 150 episodes with me and we uh we 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 
parted on very good terms, but it just became a joke that I called him a traitor every time. So that's what we do, and he's giggling about it just there. And we've got Marcel Boatsman joining us as well. Maybe Marcel's the person with the Dutch name. I don't know, the Dutch town. And we've got nope. uh, Max... Uh, also, thank you. God, these comments just keep coming. In. Keep, <laughs> keep it going, Rob says Paul. Over over one year and the traitor joke still going. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's never going to end, Paul. Uh, and Ben, all the way from the Philippines, Ben Intel. Uh, we're going to be talking about Stackable a bit later, albeit briefly, Ben. Um, putting the kids to sleep, 9 p.m. over here. Okay, thank you, everybody that's joined us. What a nice collection of individuals we've got. Feel free to share it. Right, I'm going to stick the screen on. I've got a few promotional bits. I do apologize. You're going to have to bear with me for about the next minute because I'm going to mention WP Builds a few times. First thing to say, there's our website. Uh, we're sponsored by GoDaddy Pro, and we thank them very, very much for their support of the WP Builds podcast. Really appreciate it. They've been supporting us for months and months and months now, and I'm very, very happy that they are. Um, no, no, no. I don't want to go there just yet. Here's the next thing. The... The WP Awards, which we'll mention later, uh, came out a few weeks ago. And last year, as a bit of a joke, I set up a rival awards system uh, called the WP Builds WordPress Awards 2022. Now, it's not really an award because you don't get anything. But the, the thing is, if you spend 20 hard-earned dollars and donate those dollars to Big Orange Heart, who are behind WordFest, which we'll come up against later... Um, and then send that to me, I will stick you in a category of your own, which you will win. So if you send me the receipt for your $20 donation to Big Orange Heart, I will put you on this and you are guaranteed to win. So far, four entries. Uh, me, the WP Builds podcast, uh, is under the category of best podcast called WP Builds. We're going to totally win that. Um, the best podcaster who talks, you know, s star star t and owns a shed that's arthur crap that's a bit of a nod to a podcast that i do with with bob don um best pod, pod best wordpress form beginning with ws that's probably going to be won by ws form and we've got best wordpress crm named after groundhog day well guess what that's going to be groundhog crm the point here is it's just a bit of a laugh last year we did this and according to michelle frechette we raised over a thousand dollars for big orange chart by doing this silliness so go on Get, get $20, stick it on the counter, give it to Big Orange Heart, put yourself on this form and enter the silliness. You are guaranteed to win and you've got 37 more days in which to do it. Right, you two, you two fine folk, what would you nominate and what, like, would it be yourself or would you be nominating somebody else? Because you're allowed to do that. Firstly, Remkus, what, you, what would you go for? <laughs> Can I suggest best new camera owner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you I may, still go about the best new jacket. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the jacket. Yes. Yeah. Remkus is sporting a very fine new jacket, which we're all jealous of. Yeah. Okay. Best new um, jacket. Okay. Uh, best new wait. jacket. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take that. Let's just let's not add to it. This is good. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Matchek? What would you best new Kinster employee possibly? I was more thinking about the best newsletter with a bird in its name or something like this. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I can spend $40 and go for it. You can win twice. Money. That's I right. Twice, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Does Joost de Falk have a newsletter then? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Hang on. Hang on. What? Oh, 
Does Volk mean like eagle or something like that? Falcon. Falcon. Oh. Ah, get it. So, so a nightbird is... with the nightbird in its name. A nightbird. We will make it better. So, so... I'm just going to say specificity matters, man. Just... Does, yeah, does, yeah, Yost, yeah. does Yost's name literally translate? So I don't know what Yost means, but let's just say Yost's name translates to Yost the Falcon. So... Uh, that is most certainly a translation. I don't know if it's uh, if if the origin is of a different kind, but uh, it's most certainly a literal translation is uh, the Falcon. Yes, that's as cool. my as as mine is the Frisian, uh, his is the Falcon. So, so yours is like to do with cows, and his. Mm. I am. Um, uh, I think. Uh, hold on, hold on. Legion. <laughs> the cows are said Frisian. Okay. Yes. <laughs> The, uh, that just sounds like a like a superstar name, though, doesn't it? Yost yeah. the Falcon. It sounds like something out of Yost Iron the, Man or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Marcel just commented and saying it could be a boat too, but the boat is a reference to the Falcon itself. The, the, oh, the bird, okay. So. Well, there we go. Look, you see what happens when you get derailed by a silly survey like we're carrying out here. Anyway, the point is we're trying to raise money <laughs> for a good cause. Big orange heart. Um, twenty twenty dollars a shot. It's just a bit of fun. And we'll be announcing the winners when it's all over in 37-odd days. I think I've coincided it to time with the beginning of December, so something like that. You can find it by going to wpbuilds.com forward slash awards. wpbuilds.com forward slash awards, and it's raising money for Big Orange Art. Okay, last plug for me, and apologies, this will end that bit. I'm doing a show tomorrow, a live show about this time. It's going to be 3 p.m. UK time. It's with Peach and Eri. And we do the UI UX show, try to do it each month. And this month we're, we're on schedule. It should be happening. Um, and we're going to take some user-submitted sites. If you fancy submitting a site which you're kind of three-quarters of the way through or nearly finished and you just want her eyeballs all over it, then go to wpbuilds.com forward slash UI, fill out the form. And also is, we're interested um, in deceptive designs as well. Have you got any of those? Which is, which is ironic, you saying if you want her eyeballs over it, because if you scroll up, you don't actually see her eyes. Uh, hang on, wait, wait, wait. No, I don't want to resize the, the, the browser screen because if i do that all of the tabs go crazy but I'm if I resize, yeah I, <laughs> that was good that was good also next to her it says geeks in great big letters look at that but that's good that's good yeah okay so that's the promotional bit for wp bills forgive me for that um let's get into some wordpress proper stuff wordpress 6.0.3 a security release was released uh, over the last few days um there's a whole load of information on this page. You can Google it, but I'll put the link in the show notes. There's a whole bunch you can see. There's one after another. There's probably 15 or 20 different things that have been patched or fixed uh, alongside the names of the people who spotted them. Uh, the the Sometimes the advice is, you know, wait a day or two for an update with WordPress core, especially when it rolls over a major version. At least that's my advice, um, just to see what happens. But in this case, I think just click the button, update them, because, you know, security patches are there for a good reason. Either of you two got anything to say about this, or should we just crack on? I'm still just fascinated by the, this sentence, all versions since WordPress 3.7, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty incredible and given that the security issues that were patched were none of them were severe um it's at least a testament uh wordpress wanting to provide uh an as safe as wordpress can be uh version for all the way back to 3.7 yeah which is which is crazy yeah 
Yeah, when really was 37 released? Uh, I think so like 1492 time. when the Americas were discovered, something like that. So, uh, 14? 15? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, like A long yeah. time ago, yeah. We're so, getting towards a decade, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so this is really backward compatibility to the max. That's yeah. that's exactly what this is. Yeah. I wonder what I wonder what prevents fourteen. Uh, sorry, three point six from being updated. What is it that happened between six and seven that means that so, no? So it's been three seven since forever. I think they made yeah. a conscious decision that uh, there's probably something in there that yeah. is a natural divider. Just but a line in the sand where yeah, it can't cross the Rubicon. Yeah. yeah it's, but yeah, it's been yeah. backported to three seven for. Uh, well, for let's call it a decade now. Yeah, in almost yeah. So anyway, if you're if you're running multiple WordPress installs, uh, just go and get it updated because um, my my experience of multi, uh, updating my sites there was no problems whatsoever. So yeah, go and get that done. Okay, I just want to mention uh, a little podcast episode I did. It was really interesting. Um, this was on the WP Tavern website. It's with a guy called Adam Silverstein, who is uh, a Google uh, employee. He works with the performance team, I believe it is, um, and he's a developer relations engineer um, in the content ecosystem team at Google. But he spoke to me all, all about images, and I, I kind of just think images on the web are just a bit magic. You know, you shove in, you drag an image off your desktop and shove it in the media library, and boom, there it is on the screen. But of course, there's a whole load of stuff going on in the background. You know, what is that image made up of? Basically, it's just a bunch of random text. If you actually see the stuff that an image is made up of, it's just like, whoa, how can that be an image? But the browser interprets it. And he talks about like the history of how images came to be on the web, what images were best then, and what images are best now. Uh, the long and the short is start using WebP. That was his advice. You've got really no excuses. There's a couple of variations of Safari, I think, going back a long way into the past that don't support it. Oddly, this week, I found a reason that I can't use WebP because one of the SaaS services that I use doesn't interpret WebPs. It's one of the things that pushes my um, my posts over to things like YouTube. It just can't cope with WebP, so I'm going to have to sort of withdraw that. But uh, hopefully I'll get a support ticket raised with them. But, yeah, it was an interesting episode. And there's a couple of formats that are coming down the wire which are going to supersede WebP. I'd never heard of uh, JPEG XL which, yep. yeah, never heard yep. of that one before. He explained why that's good, but yet at the minute is unusable. Well, not unusable, it's just don't bother because it's, you know, browsers don't support it. And another one called AVIF as well, which yep. there's there's benefits in terms of file size. So anything you two gents want to comment on there? Uh, Adam's uh, on the money. Um, there's close to no reason why you wouldn't be switching to WebP. Yeah. Which is why it's been uh, uh, slated to be incorporated in the next WordPress version. Uh, the implementation, however, is the, the the bottleneck of why we're still not seeing it. But uh, uh, you know, it's 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 a no-brainer. Yeah, he his his takeaway was basically WebP typically over JPEG uh, is about a 20% reduction. Obviously, you know, your, your usage may vary. Sometimes it's higher, sometimes it's lower. But, um, and, oh, sorry, and it's now supported by 98% of all um, all devices and different browsers. So you really, I unless you're a, me. Yeah, I think that's a slightly skewed uh, percentage. 
mostly because you have unoptimized JPEGs and from which you will create WebP, which is by default optimized uh, and compressed and you know all of those things. So there's a little bit more happening than just switching. But uh, uh, if you have like, I don't know, uh, 10, 15 years of a blog and uh, lots of images, um, and you switch to WebP and you delete your JPEGs, I will guarantee you have uh, uh, a, a lot of more storage available to you. Yeah, yeah. There's... Sadly, sadly, not all, not all social networks can use uh, WebP as, uh, yeah. for yeah. example, as an image in Open Graph Source or something like this. So. Yeah, you have to keep your uh, social images is probably the only reason uh, you may want to keep a JPEG version on server, which is uh, which is just still the the issue uh, why we don't have WebP by default in WordPress. The I, implementation itself is just yeah, that's essentially the problem that I've run into. I have a service; it's called Repurpose.io. It's really good actually. And it, it consumes an RSS feed. Well, it can consume all sorts, but I just it consumes the RSS feed for this, and then it strips the audio, and then it puts a the featured image on as as the image on uh, YouTube, adds a little sort of wavy line because apparently YouTube like images to be moving on YouTube, especially if it's like an hour long, and then it pushes it to YouTube so that I don't have to do all of that stuff. But it, they're refusing. Um, YouTube just declined the whole thing because it's got a WebP image and they can't apparently cope with it over there. So, yeah, there you go. Anyway, good little podcast episode. Really enjoyed chatting to Adam. And obviously, you know, there's, there's definite consequences. You'll have a, a smaller server bill and hopefully things will be a little bit quicker. All righty, that's good. All right, let's move on to the next piece, which is this one. All right, this is going to be the big one for the day. I think we could all go down all sorts of rabbit holes here. This is going to span three different news stories. The first one is WP Tavern. It was uh, a couple of days ago, uh, October the 20th. The piece is called Discussion on Replacing Plugin Active Install Growth Data. Continues behind closed doors. We've alluded to this drama a little bit. And then we're going to follow it up with two other pieces, one from uh, Alex Denning on Get Ellipsis, and then another one by Matt Cromwell. We had a tiny little chat before we pressed record over here, and we've got some opinions, I think, to share. The first one is that a few weeks ago, I'm going to say three weeks, it might have been a little bit more, suddenly some data disappeared from the WordPress.org repository. It was, it was data which was available to plugin developers who had their plugins on the repo, and it gave them some indication as to whether or not their plugin was um, gaining in popularity or declining in popularity. Uh, I have never seen that data, so I don't know how useful it was. But the the mere fact that it went away instantaneously without any consultation got a lot of people up in arms. The immediate conspiracy theories started to swirl, saying that you know there's there's definitely malicious intent here. It then the story then morphed over a few days, and people were saying actually it's probably done for security reasons which now appears not to be the case. It was just Dom, essentially. Uh, Sarah Gooding's basically writing, no, they just pulled it because they believed that the statistics were not meaningful. They couldn't be uh, used in a way that was meaningful because they were inherently inaccurate. Given that fact, um, I guess you've got to sort of ask yourself if you've been using that data over the last three, four, five years, and it's been important to you, where does that leave you? You know, if you suddenly find out that everything that you thought was true in that data is pr possibly not quite as true, 
this may be a bit of a cause for concern. Um, and I'm going to hand it over at that point. What's your thoughts on this? I think the, uh, so the, something being pulled because data is not what it's supposed to, uh, well, the data is not reflecting what it's supposed to reflect. I think that makes all the sense in the world. Um, I think the whole, I think the actual issue that we're looking at here is that this is not being communicated. Um, this is all but done internally. Lots of it has happened uh, in closed DMs. Um, and I'm sure there's reasons for that. Uh, but if we're open source and we are proponent of transparency, transparency as uh, one of the key things, then this is a bad move. Uh, and not from a technical perspective, because I fully agree with if, if data is, is producing crap uh, statistics, then your data needs to be produced in a different and better way. If you need a lot of time to figure that out, then by all means, just get rid of it. Start anew and figure it out proper. But not communicating about this and then acting as if your nose bleeds and there's like, you know, okay, whatever, I need to maybe just fix this and uh, we'll just see how it goes. That's really not good politics, not good ethics and not good working manners. Um, if we have to guess in three different direction of where the problem was originating from, why this was happening, that's just, uh, for lack of a better word, horseshit. Yeah. So the, 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 the issue that you're highlighting is just, yeah, uh, the communication really was a bit, well, there wasn't any communication. There was none. There no, was none. No. And even upon assisting, different things were suggested, hinted, uh, left between the lines, whatever. We, we just didn't know. I think that's... Sorry, go on, Bremkus, carry on. No, I was going to say that, that that is for me the issue. I I fully agree that if it's uh, if it's crap that you're having uh, uh, presented, uh, and you know people are basing uh, business takeovers and all that uh, uh, based on that data, uh, I can I can see how that becomes uh, from feeling guilty about it to wanting to fix it, moving and to the point where you go, okay, I, I need to get rid of it. I, I fully understand that. But the whole thing is we're, we're, we're not a small economy anymore. Ooh, good point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maciek, anything to throw in the hat there? Yeah, the first, first of all, I fully agree with Remkus about the communication. It was, it was disastrous. It was just disastrous. I mean, living it for three weeks until the moment when we learned that the data was, was wrong, it's... It's, it's horrible. On the other hand, we already had the hints before that the data from, from the source isn't reliable. <clears throat> I remember reading some time ago, uh, about two months on post status, there was uh, a history of one developer uh, who saw how, how at some point all his data from the repository changed because uh, they were trying to fix it at some point. So, um, I kind of also don't understand why it wasn't communicated for a longer amount of time about how this data is, uh, yeah, it's just bad. Just like yeah. this. So, yeah. I, the, 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 the problem that I also have with this is why, if, if we already knew that this data was bad, why we didn't hide it? 
like months or even years ago because uh, we can find that people had some doubts about this. So, so I, I, I think that, that part is explanatory because if data is there, it's being used uh, and it was at the time as accurate as, as they could make it. And I, I can see how that grows over years of usage. You find it hard to just yank it. I, I get that part. But you have to you have to interject yourself there if you want to go from fully available to yanking it. You have to interject yourself there into, okay, hold on. There's people actually depending on this being there. I need to do my due diligence. I need to start telling people, look, it is inaccurate. This is why we're getting rid of it. Uh, here's a three-month period. We're going to start preparing, removing it. Uh, while in the background working on whatever. You, you, you just tell them what you're going to do. It's not rocket science. It's not hard. Just bloody do it. The So uh, one notable voice in the piece that Sarah mentions is Amber Hines, who's been on the uh, the podcast, this show before. Oh, and the podcast as well, actually. Um, and she is trying to grow a plugin at the moment. And so obviously this data was probably a bit of a linchpin as to what she was doing. And she said... Uh, to quote, I cannot emphasize enough that conversations about what was to replace the active growth chart should be happening in a public Slack channel or a track ticket. This data should belong to the community and the community should be able to participate in deciding how or not to display it. So this, the story's now sort of moved on and we're talking a little bit about maybe a, a silver lining uh, to this cloud. That is to say, well, if it's gone, what what is a replacement going to look like? And so now we have a new drama, which feels like, okay, please tell us what's going to be in this. Don't just invent it in, in closed Slack channels. Let us know. Let us have our thoughts about it. And she so, goes into great detail about the different things that she would like to see in this in a replacement set of metrics. And then Vito Peleg uh, offers some other alternatives as well. And, you know, they're very much in line with what you would expect, I don't know, maybe a, a third-party proprietary marketplace to have available as data. Yeah. So I think the problem here is that you... Um, I think the perspective is here, uh, we can't disclose this because if people know the actual internal workings, they could probably gamify whatever they were doing already in a much better uh, fashion. I think that's the fear behind it. But that's not to say that you can't be open about the process, right? Mm. That it doesn't have to be all cloak and dagger because that's what it looks like now. Yeah, it does a little bit, doesn't it? It does take on that, that sort of specter of things are just being done in the dark and nobody had the expectation three weeks ago or four weeks ago, whatever it was, that any of any of this was going on in the dark. Um, we'll have to see how this story develops over the days, weeks and months to come. But the, the hope is, towards the end of the article, the hope is that we'll get much more fine-grained data off the back of this um, at, the, at the moment, or rather previously the data was the, the, the stretch between one you know, how many installs you had and where you were trying to get to. When you get up to the size of something like Yoast, um, really, the, the sky was the limit. You can't really go anywhere else. You've got more than 500,000 or a million or whatever it might be. That's the end of where the statistics uh, allowed you to see. But in the future, maybe we'll have more granular. The idea, you can probably see it on the screen here, maybe we'll get as many as uh, increments of 10 installs or 50 or whatever it might be. Maybe that's going to be a little bit more useful to people. Uh, I'll so. move this. 
So yeah, yeah. So let's let's be sanguine about it. Let's hope so. But as as Amber says, it would be nice to see this out in the open. For more information and some commentary on it, there were three interesting comments. Um, go to WP Tavern and search for the the type the post, which, like I said, was entitled "Discussion on Replacing Plugin Active Install Growth Data Continues Behind Closed Doors." But leading on from that, let's let the drama continue. Uh, over on <laughs> Get Ellipsis. <laughs> We have, uh, so we've got two pieces. One, one is contradictory of the other, but this first piece is Alex Denning uh, from Get Ellipsis. It's called WordPress.org is ineffective for plugin distribution in 2020. And he cites at the beginning um, the, this data that we've just been talking about. Then he goes on to develop why he thinks that in the future, if you're beginning your journey in WordPress plugin development, he thinks that really there is no place for your product to have a free version on WordPress.org. I, I hope I'm not overstating it, but I think that's essentially his argument. Don't bother. Just have a paid version. You know, if it was always going to be free, well, then, of course, that's fine. But if you intend to have a paid yeah. tier and a free tier, his contention is don't bother having the free tier on .org because it's a waste of your time. He think... makes the – sorry, you – no. Can I finish that, that yeah, and then I'll, clearly I'll you want to get in? Yeah, I can, I can see. I can see there's there's uh, there's sweat building up on your forehead. Um, yeah, that's right. And now with your beautiful new camera, we can see. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's essentially saying that you know, um, not only do you not really have this data anymore, but also the the ability. And he he says very clearly, it's quite common to only convert one to two percent of your WordPress.org repository users. And if that's the case, maybe you'd be better off spending the time that you are, I don't know, supporting that version um, and replying to support tickets and so on. Maybe you'd be better off spending that money on things like Facebook or Google ads or what have you. Uh, he's also saying that in the recent past, since 2016 in particular, um, it looks like the big WordPress plugins are sort of continuing to dominate. So your voice is likely to be drowned out by the, the incumbents already, although there's obviously some notable exceptions to that. Um, and that's kind of it, really. Uh, he's saying, stay away. And at this point, I'm going to light the blue touch paper and walk away and give it to Remkus. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I think, uh, like all information, you need to be curious where it comes from. Um, and uh, as much as I appreciate Alex, I, I, I really do, uh, I'm calling humbug. Because consider Alex's uh, bread and butter is uh, working in marketing, helping uh, uh, WordPress related and possibly outside companies in better copy and better conversion on um, on their product pages and stuff. It makes a lot of sense to have this standpoint from Alex's perspective. Um, because I think, and I think it's also one of the other articles you have highlighted for us to discuss is the, the article uh, Matt Cromwell wrote, which very eloquently, without saying that was bullshit, uh, is saying that is bullshit. Because Matt gives a very fine case of uh, essentially uh, anything Alex claims as to be this is why and this is what 
Uh, Matt sort of denounces it and says, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I love Alex Denning, but he's very wrong, is pretty much my, uh, my take on this as well. Um, that is not to say that a lot of stuff has changed over the years. Does it mean it's possibly harder for certain things? Yes, but it's, we must not forget that the maturity of the market and the saturation combined also means we have very different, um, very different WordPress ecosphere than we did 10 years ago, five years mm. ago, 15 years mm. ago. So the re I think the relation between this and that is a, as, as where, where Alex tries to make it a, a, a logical one. Uh, it's a, a causation. I think it's correlation. Because for whatever example Alex comes up with, there's plenty of examples where it still does work. Um, I've seen uh, people uh, share examples of, of plugins in the very recently, only a thousand, couple of thousand, and still are making very good conversions in much higher percentages than, uh, than what he's claiming. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess that was my um, uh, hot and bothered take on it. But uh, Yeah, yeah, that's okay. So just before I drop Maciek into the conversation, I'll just mention that this piece, uh, which is which is a complete rebuttal, it, it is it isn't a piece which you can sort of have as a standalone. He is essentially pointing to Alex's article and saying, "Look, I don't agree with it." So this is Matt Cromwell, uh, who wrote this a, a few days after um, the Get Ellipsis piece by Alex, and his his post is entitled "The Case for Premium," uh, sorry, "The Case for WordPress Plugin Freemium Model." So they stand on opposite sides of the bridge. Um, he's saying, yeah, totally, it's still worth it. It really is worth it. And, and he takes Alex's article piece by piece and tries to, tries to sort of display why, in his case, it, that has not been the case. It's still worth doing. Let me just boil it down. A couple of things. Firstly, the, the optimization in terms of sort of SEO, if you can use that word, because the WordPress repository really isn't a search engine in the way that Google is. You know, Google can pretty much figure out what you're intending to say, even if you don't specifically type in the correct words. It can get a, a feel for it and serve you that up. Not the case for the repo. Um, in fact, Max says he's looked at the code for the search function on the repo, and it's very deterministic. So, for example, yeah. things like the name of your plugin is important. The, the things that you add as the description text is important. And so it is possible to sort of to, to have the long tail. And he makes the point that his plugin, GiveWP, still is outcompeted by some of his rivals that are significantly smaller given a different set of keywords. Now, Google probably wouldn't make that mistake. It's more sophisticated. It knows what's going on. So there's that. But he also makes the point, and I suppose this is the critical piece, is he thinks that 1% to 2% conversion from free on the repo over to paid, he says essentially that that's grossly misunder, mis, mis, well, that's not the right word, underestimating, let's go for that. And he points to figures more like 10 to 17%, I think, was the sort of boundaries that he put on there. And if that's the case, then if you can convert 10% of a growing and swelling free user base, that's probably worth doing. The article goes into all sorts of other claims and counterclaims and so on. But it, it, it's just interesting. 
two completely different interpretations of whether the repo's fit for purpose or not. And I would, just before I hand it to um, Matt Check, I'm going to raise this, po- this piece, this comment by Max, which kind of, I think, sums it up quite nicely. Getting a product in front of the right audience within Word- the WordPress repo is quite a challenge. Fair enough. It is, it it's is. not sales-orientated for obvious reasons. And here's the phrase. It's truly just a repository. It's not a store. And I think yeah. that kind of feels about the right tenor for me. So it's a place where you just put things you know, marketing probably wasn't thought of when the store was invented. Maybe we now would like it to be more like a marketplace, but at the minute, it's not. Um, no proper listings, he says. No categorization and compare it to Shopify, for example. So, you Magic, can't. sorry. You can't. you can't. Yeah. I've frozen Magic out of this conversation so far. I'm sorry for that, Magic. I'm no, giving no, you the floor. Not... You go for it. No problem. Especially that the comments you just uh, pointed out are are really interesting, especially the second one. I mean, <clears throat> let's be honest, the repository is uh, a bit behind. It's a bit behind when it comes to... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it became just a repository and it looks like um, everything uh, that... Uh, Everything else is on the developers and the creators, and um, so it makes a bit harder to use it for uh, for any marketing reasons at all. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I think that the truth be- between those two articles is a bit we a bit some somewhere in between. I mean, for example. We had cases from one of the, for, for example, Leslie's newsletter glue. They removed the plugin from the repository because, right. in, in their case, it was more of a problem rather than, um, than, than the way to have new clients. Because from, from what I remember, uh, their number of conversions was <clears throat> a bit closer to what Alex was, mm-hmm. was saying. So. Mm-hmm. So again, I think that uh, the repository is huge. It's huge, and without the proper proper data, which we don't have, about uh, like from everyone, how many people convert, uh, it's really hard to tell. I I think that both of them, so Alex and Matt, are guessing on some subsets which they know already. For example, I know that Matt is for sure guessing mostly uh, for GiveWP and everything related to it. Of course, Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what was the subset that Alex was uh, was using, Uh, but in general, and here we should go a bit to the article before about the repository data. Of course, it doesn't have a possibility to update plugins to a paid model right now. Uh, yeah, but maybe, but maybe it's time to do something with the repository. So I think as long as Matt is in power, that's not happening. Uh, I mean, I mean, I know, the, but the interesting part is that uh, it's all possible on I don't know WordPress.com on WordPress. Those are those are all commercial entities. So the comparison with Shopify that uh, yes, uh, was made earlier but... is the same thing. Shopify is entirely fully commercial. There's no open source component as such. In fact, I think if we're if you're being honest, there is really nothing we can compare WordPress to. 
in terms of size, in terms of what's going on in, in, inside an open source community where there is, uh, from the start, never has been an incentive to uh, commercialize its uh, extendability, the plugins. Mm -hmm. uh, themes, same thing. Um, I think the only <laughs> muddied water here is uh, its recommendation of hosting. But, yeah. but other than that, there has never been any commercial uh, incentive to have a marketplace because for those who didn't want to trust on .org, uh, they jumped onto whatever Envato was doing. Uh, so, so com and yeah. No, but still, if yes. you, if you if you want to have your stuff promoted by Jetpack, Automatic, Auto, or wherever they call whatever you want to call that entity, you can. But that doesn't mean that we should have a commercial entity uh, integrated into uh, what is essentially exactly what it said—a repository. That's it. We just happen to have the ability to add text to it, which allows us to write copy that can convert. I feel that this is this is a problem which I imagine won't be solved, possibly even in our lifetime. And I don't just mean WordPress. I mean this whole marketplace thing, because you really are conflict. You are putting two opposing forces against each other, and neither of them want to give any ground. So the closest example I can come up with, which is not open source truly in the sense of the word, is is Android. Um, on my phone, where Google have the marketplace. It, it really is a for-profit um, enterprise. Yeah. yeah, It does give me the results that I want. There's a bunch of free stuff in there, and I know that every time I'm going to install something for free, I am going to be inundated with ads that I despise. Yeah, And so there is the option to typically upgrade or buy a paid version of the same thing, and it lists those things side by side. But there's a bit of me which I would really dislike that model um, because I do love the fact that if I dip into the repository, I know that everything that I see there is free. Sure enough, there might be things that I'm going to be upsold on, but at least I know that this portion is for free. But equally, you know, talking about Alex's piece, uh, let's assume for a minute that he's got some accurate data based upon the research that he's done, that there are companies that are really struggling, wasting their energy and their time in there. Yep. Yeah, I can sort of see it from both sides. I think it's a can of worms. Yeah, so It's probably not a can of worms, but a drum of, of worms. Yeah. <laughs> let's have a look. There's a couple of uh, comments coming. I do apologize, whoever you are, Facebook user. We can't see your name. If you want to scroll up in Facebook to the post at the top, there's a link that you can click and it will de-anonymize you if you wish to do that. Uh, but you say, whoever you are, unlike WP, Shopify is not hobbled by a lack of cohesive top-down commercialized organization. I'm going to have to think about what this comment means. Right. Unlike WP, Shopify is not hobbled by a lack of cohesive top-down commercialized organization. In fact, WP has a liberal conflict between automatic and the software authors and vendors. This makes things even more difficult to compare with Shopify. Okay, yes, I yeah. think I understand that, and I think I agree with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like Remka said, Shopify is a business, pure and simple. Started, there. started yeah. as a business. Right. It's there to serve its customers so long as they pay. 
Simple as that. Um, it was oh, it's Spence. Spence. Spencer yeah. Foreman. Thank you, Spencer. And from just down the road from me, living in sunny Bridlington, uh, we've got Elliot Sowersby. Having a free version of one of my plugins on the repo has been amazing for me. Oh, right. That's interesting. A huge amount of pro conversions I get come from that. Elliot, if you're feeling fruity and you want to give us some statistics on that, just give us a ballpark figure. You know, are we in like the 5%, 10%, 30%? How has that worked for you? But that's interesting because that you're more on the Matt Cromwell side than you are on the Alex Denning side. You think there's a completely worthwhile trajectory in sticking your product on the WordPress repo. That's amazing. Okay, great. Hmm. I don't think we're going to solve this, but I do well, hope that we it most certainly aren't. But, no, uh, not you and I or Matchek today. But it's an interesting story. Two completely conflicting uh, opinions. They're yeah. be both being quite polite about each it, other. So yeah, it, it's it's too entangled. Uh, yeah. Like, what do you think about the idea of um, a takeover marketplace? So we have things like. Oh, I don't know, Freemius and various other companies like Code, not Code Canyon. What is that? Envato, the, the yeah, umbrella I, thing. That so seems I, to be sort of collapsing a little bit around. It doesn't seem to be as popular as it once was. I think it's popular, but I think it's less visible. Right. I don't actually know the data in terms of what, are the, what, what their revenue is doing, but I like there is. Uh, so I, I, I've onboarded quite a few sites in the last couple of months uh, since being back on the market. Uh, quite a few of those have Envato products. Hmm. Uh, and the sad part is it, that automatically means there's a lot of room for improvement because I think the quality of performance is crap. Right. Uh, but the, um, the, the, my conclusion, at least, and this is, a, of course, just my sample, but my conclusion is that uh, it's, there's, uh, there's a very large contingent of WordPress and I'll start very carefully saying, expressing how uh, that group is called from starting from the configurators to the semi-developers, like that, that whole, and there's agencies with I, I, what I've learned in the 20, 25 people doing exactly that, turnaround websites that are just relatively low cost, um, default templates, set that whole thing up. And that market is pretty much entirely what Envato is servicing. Right. Uh, and uh, I, I, uh, I, I think, I suspect a large portion has moved also to the site builders, uh, Beaver Builder, uh, Elementor. Uh, but I don't think that market is dying just yet. I think it's different. I would imagine um, that if you're... So, okay, let, let's take an example of if you want to come into the... And Matt makes this example. No, it might be Alex. I can't remember. But somebody makes the point that if you're bringing a Forms plugin to the marketplace, then maybe that skews the whole conversation a little bit because you are going to be up against giant incumbents. Yeah. You know, you've got yeah. uh, SEO, sorry, WP Form and Gravity Forms, although I don't believe they've got a free version in the repository. No, 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 um, But you get the point. You know, there's just there's already a, a ton of plugins that, that consume that space. Same could be said of SEO and various other things. But maybe if you've got a little niche one, which I believe uh, Elliot, who made the comment earlier, I believe his is a little bit more niche. I, I think it's an extent extension to WooCommerce to do with um, discount coupon codes and things like that. So, it's a little bit more niche. You can probably carve so, out the SEO on that a little bit better. So that's, I think, where the growth still is. So if we're if we're winding the clock back to 10 years ago, right, and you have a plugin, 
the chances are that whatever you have as an idea doesn't actually exist as a plugin. That's one. Uh, and the second is that uh, it, it becomes a lot easier to use an existing platform to distribute because a lot of the facilities of versioning and deploying, is, it's already there. Just use the repository. It works. And if you have that niche, which is your pro option as well, uh, you have a lot more possibility 10 years ago, five years ago. But in the last five years ago, it's become, you know, very saturated. I think we're up close to 60,000 plugins now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and that's not even counting all the all the all the things on Envato, on uh, WooCommerce.com, uh, and all the satellite uh, uh, companies uh, servicing there. I think I think it's this, this is partly also an entrepreneurial thing because if you saw the chances then, you'll need you'll you'll have to see different chances now. It's just yeah. not the same. Uh, playing field anymore. I I can't speak for the accuracy of this chart. I'm just going to assume that um, that Alex has got the accuracy right. But this is quite an interesting chart, which reveals the 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 number of plugins in the marketplace over time. So you go back to 2018. It really does look like there's oh I don't know maybe three or four thousand or something. And obviously that it just builds more or less a straight line going up until we get to about, let's say about 55, 56,000, something like that, uh, 2017. And then a real plateauing over yeah, so the last five, five years. years ago. Yeah. yeah, five years ago, it plateaued. It went, went up very little between 2017 and 19. And then a little bit of a rise, more of the trajectory of the early days over the last couple of years. But then this year, very much plateauing again, rising yeah. steadily nonetheless but plateauing out. And so, yeah, maybe this plays into it as well, you know, but 60,000 plugins to compete against. Um, it would be nice. It would be nice to have, like um, Max said in the comments, the ability to, I don't know, have greater search capabilities, searching, categorizing, sure. filtering, tagging, Absolutely. and so on and so forth. That would be quite nice. Okay, here we go. Look at this. Thank you. Uh, you're very kind, Elliot. 15 to 20%. Boy, that's great. 15 to 20% of websites actively using the free version upgrade on average, and over 75% of my total pro conversions come directly from the free version. Okay, if it was if it was Elliot versus Alex, then, you know, you can't really argue with that, Elliot, can you? That's so, great. so Elliot most likely has two things figured out very, very correctly. One is, what is the break between free and pro? Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. that has to be done absolutely correct. And the second is, is he's, he's getting 25% of conversions still happening, not through the free version. So his SEO and most likely his, uh, his uh, product landing page and, and funnel is working. It's the one, two punch. He's doing it from both sides and getting exactly. it right. And, and doing it correctly. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. So there is, okay. So there's a way out of this dilemma and that is do the repo and do of the course. seo but yeah. it, should have, it should have always been that yeah yeah interesting okay so let's see where this conversation goes over the next few weeks it was certainly an interesting uh, little chat thank you guys that was that was great i enjoyed that let's move on a little bit the next one is it's a community piece and it is to say that uh, an event is happening fairly soon, 18th of October. It's the return. I don't know how many times we've done this now. I think it might be the fourth or something. Michelle Frechette, who's in the comments, I'm sure she can steer us in the right direction. WordFest Live 
uh, is coming back on the 18th of November. So what is that? A little over three weeks, something like that from now. Uh, this page that you're looking at, if you're watching it, uh, ignore the fact that it says register to speak. I believe that's finished long ago. This is just me essentially saying that it's coming. Stick it in the diary. It's a 24-hour event. It's pretty mind-boggling the amount of <laughs> the amount of wrangling that goes on in the background to make this event happen. I can tell you, having looked at it a little bit from the inside, they really do spend a great deal of time finessing this event. It's one of the best. Um, and stick it in your diary. November the 18th, WordFest live. Matchet, you said you'd did you did you apply successfully or no no I've I missed the date by a yeah. month. Okay. I mean, for some reason, I always had a, has a, has a, have a problem with uh, with translating August into Polish. It's one of those things. And, oh, really? Uh, oh, no. yeah, yeah. It it happens, and uh, and this caused that I was sure that I have uh, one month extra, and oh. uh, and I Is even it... started. I started entering all the data, and I was like, oh, Is that... okay, <laughs> next time. Is August in Polish not translated to the Augustus uh, Emperor? Is that what's happening? Or no, August is in Polish, uh, and here we go again. I mean, it's all because June and July. Uh, for some reason, I always thought that they, those are the vacation months, and this causes the problem. Oh, the I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. in Polish, August is Sierpień. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. So Michelle Frischer, ever so helpfully, dropped into the comments. The schedule will be posted tonight. So all the speakers and everything, that's all been wrangled. Later on today, you're going to be able to get the schedule and you can stick it in your diary and uh, attend. Completely free, totally live, fab. Uh, right. What have we got here? Uh, another thing to mention, it's a community piece. There's probably not a lot to say about this. It's another event, if you like. WordPress documentation team to host its first online contributor day. Uh, if you've ever been to a WordCamp or a sizable WordCamp, they often bolt on the beginning or the end of contributor day where people sit down and try to help uh, promote, the, promote the project as a whole. And documentation is one of those things that I think probably if you've ever had a product or a service, it's, it's so easy not to do the documentation. Focus on the product and then forget all of the documentation. Seems it's the way for WordPress as well. But there's going to be a day, an online day, 25th of October. So basically, it's tomorrow. Um, and if you fancy getting involved, you can go to this article on WP Tavern and check it out. Uh, hopefully, you'll be able to attend. So there we go. Alrighty. Next one, Jetpack. <laughs> do, do we want to talk about Jetpack? Shall we talk about Jetpack? Let's talk about Jetpack ever so quickly. Really? Social plugin on Jetpack. <laughs> I, we use this on the on the Tavern, although I don't wow. know if it's the free version or the paid version. There's this social uh, thing which you can promote, you can push to different uh, different organizations, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and so on and so forth. And up until now, my understanding is if you had the paid version, you got an unlimited amount of that. Well, they've got on the free version now a limit of only 30. I probably said that the wrong way around a moment ago. Um, there's a limit on 30 shares. And so if you were using a free version previously, you probably were allowed to do this. You could publish dozens of articles a month and get them pushed to all the networks. Now, let's say you're pushing to three organizations. Each one of those counts as one token, if you like. So you're only going to be able to post 10 things. 
for me, that would be fine. But if you're a larger organization and produce a lot of content, this could be a bit of a problem. Uh, it's going to be $10 a month if you want to step up. And for that, yeah, 1000 So it's gone from unlimited to 1000 at $10 a month. And uh, Remkus, you were making the point before we started that there's a ton of services that do this kind of stuff anyway, right? Well, there's plenty of ways around uh, having uh, Jetpack take care of this um, for starters. But I, I think the more interesting uh, story actually is a different one. Uh, why would Jetpack pick this particular extension, which is on the decline and has been for years, social sharing? Why would they pick this one to monetize? Yeah, it's interesting, just, right? That makes zero sense from my perspective, and I'm sure they can. They, uh, I'm sure they have their reasons for it, and I'm sure they have logic that uh, that, that justifies their decision. But uh, I just uh, monetization of Jetpack has baffled me for uh, how long has Jetpack <laughs> been there? Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, lots and lots of years. <laughs> Probably well over a decade. Uh, yeah. I've had I've had discussions with uh, people uh, part of the management of Jetpack, uh, team leads, uh, decision makers, uh, and none of them could answer me in any straightforward way. Not that they didn't were weren't weren't willing to, just there was just no. Yeah, we'll see, and maybe, and uh, we haven't decided, and. Uh, this has been going on for years, and, and now this, I go like... Whoa. You couldn't determine the direction of travel. It's you, you make an interesting point about social sharing. I mean, I don't know the data on that. I, I haven't read so, any data which says definitively it's, it's declining, so I, but I have stopped doing it. Yeah, so I, I, I maintain a few sites that are, are high traffic, uh, and uh, it's it's... You know, I just have to turn on, uh, oh, turn on, look into a specific uh, Google Analytics filter. And it's it's clear as day. It's rarely being used, and if anything, it's mostly shared to WhatsApp. It's not even Twitter. It's not even Facebook anymore. Um, because if if you share it on Facebook, nobody's going to see it anyway. So why yeah. bother? Yeah. Uh, Twi Twitter for certain certain uh, communities has some sense. Um, but uh, no, it's it's you know there's there's ways around this. There's I think much better solutions, uh, and it's just a weird one to pick to monetize. Just yeah, that's interesting. Macek, you're not in a way. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, and especially when we look at it, it's really so easy to to find a free alternative that will just work. So. They're trying to they're trying to reel people in. Uh, Jetpack's offering this for a dollar um, for the first month. So and then thereafter, it's going to be ten dollars a month. It does feel like quite a bit of money in order I, to do something, which is yeah, like I, you said. I, I wouldn't use it elsewhere. if it was free, and they were sending me money after. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you know what though I'm you're right about, yeah you're right about the sort of social thing in my sphere i share things that are to do with this channel but that's it i don't really typically share anything outside of that so you know long gone are the days where i'm sharing here's my plate of food that i'm going to consume this evening i'm not really kind of into <laughs> that but that that felt like that was a thing for a while with social networks and and i just think the 
Well, t- Twitter, which I've tried to use a little bit more recently. I saw. Baff- well, I mean, it's baffling to me because I go away for like 40 seconds and I come back <laughs> and all of a sudden everything which I thought, oh, that'll be interesting. I'll follow up on that. That looks really, it's gone. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's down there somewhere. It hap- It all happens so fast. And my little tiny brain that's not interested in really clicking at that moment I just let it scroll past, and then I can't be bothered to go back. So I think it's maybe a victim of its own success. There's all of these things. There's too much noise, essentially, uh, for me. So I think I think with all social media, you have to configure it to your liking. Yeah. You have to use the tools to make it digestible. Yep. Uh, Twitter is a great example of it. Facebook is unusable, whichever way you use it. Uh, Instagram is is getting there as well, uh, unusable, um, and the, the, you know. Uh, if you understand the algorithm, you can have it work for you. Yeah, yeah. The way that the way that I like to use social media for for me, that is what I mean by that is that so that it works for me. Putting stuff out is is to build a community. So that the hope would be that if you put something out on Twitter, you, because you haven't put out fifteen pictures of what you had for your meal last night, that people will respond or at least the algorithm will put what you're doing out there because you've kind of reliable and you've been you know a good custodian for a while but i don't know if that's the case i have no nope. metrics on that no nope. no okay i'm gonna give up in that case right <laughs> and uh there we don't, go don't don't it's fun yeah, playing yeah. with you no no you're right no, i'm not gonna give up i love all this stuff that, you know whether or not it gets to a million people or 17 i don't really mind okay all right let's move on let's share the screen again Anyway, that was Jetpack. You have to pay $10 a month to share things from now on. Uh, right, three. This is just three very quick little things. Um, I, I think I'm going to do this a little bit more on this show. I haven't really done this in the past. It's just a quick whiz through of three plugins that I saw this week, either on email or Twitter or whatever it may be, who've got an update that I thought was nice to see. Uh, Publish Press. I met Steve Burge, who was the creator of Publish Press uh, at WordCamp US the other day. And isn't it amazing how a little tiny personal interaction can make you sort of very favorable towards a product because that's the case for Publish Press. I, I really now want it to succeed incredibly well because I've met Steve and realized what a charming fellow he is. Um, they've got version three, which they've come out with recently. They've got a lovely new dashboard. They've got some more block permissions and they've got some new block styles as well. So if you're a Publish Press user, big update over there. See what I mean? It's going to be brief, this. Fluent CRM has had a uh, a version tick over to 2.6. And honestly, this article is so long, I can't really go into all the bits and pieces. But they've essentially, it can be boiled down to new automation and new filtering features. Um, But if you use Influent CRM, which was on a lifetime deal a couple of years back, I think a lot of people bought it. They've got a new offer, uh, 2.6. And lastly, as I mentioned, Ben Intel from Stackable. He's in the Philippines, putting his kids to bed, he said. Uh, They've got a new uh, block available for their Stackable users. Two, in fact, they've got a, well, maybe it's one block. Uh, It's a progress circle and progress bar blocks, you know, the kind of thing. You want somebody to get the idea that 75% of people have installed things or, you know, we've got 3,000 users, whatever it may be. You've now got a block for that, so I'm not going to dwell on that. But there we go. That's three little updates. 
Okay, sorry, I've got some more self-promotion. I apologize. This should have come at the beginning and some reason the tabs come in at the end, but there we go. Uh, if you're into Black Friday deals, we do our darndest to get a lot of them onto one page. It's at the incredibly difficult to remember URL, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Let me say it again, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Go bookmark it. Uh, just to be honest, quite a few of the links in here will be affiliate links. If there isn't an affiliate link, we don't use it. If there is, we do. And there's some sponsored slots, WS Form, GoDaddy Pro, and Gravity Forms. They've stocked their products at the top. If you want to do that, click this little Find Out More button. There's four little slots available down here. But if you've got a product that you want to shove on this page, click that button. Add your deal, and we will stick it on there. You don't have to, It's free. You don't have to give us anything. Um, random. Can yeah. I say something uh, random? Yeah, please. I just absolutely love Gravity Forms. Oh, Look, there they are, and they came right in as a big sponsor. Tell yeah. me why you love Gravity Forms. That's obviously triggered you, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, so, so I've, I've used Gravity Forms as one of the very first thousand users, right? Oh. So I'm, I, I'm grandfathered in, so I, I have that privilege. But it's a plugin that continues to amaze me and in how it grows, what you could do with it, and how many uh satellite businesses it has allowed to grow within its platform i uh, hats off to carl and the team i think that is an absolutely wonderful example of uh, how you can coexist with someone that is building something on top of your platform mm -hmm. uh, gravity whiz is a good example of of, of uh, which is not gravity forms but they have extensions to gravity forms yeah. add-ons, which make the whole experience is so much more versatile, and there's there's more, but just, just yeah. shout out to Gravity Forms. What, is, what you... else is there? There's Gravity Perks, there's Gravity View, there's Gravity yeah. Whiz. There's a whole yeah. Yeah. ecosystem a whole... of things just built on top of that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, just in fairness, I, would, I do want to just mention this as well, we, you know, in, in the form space, just so that it's equanimity. We do also have as a sponsor WS Form, which is a blooming cool version mark mark um westgard was on just last week i think as well so mm -hmm. just even in the balance but that's nice to hear it's always nice to hear when somebody loves your product anyway there it is if you fancy putting your product on there go for it a deal came across my horizon this week i've no idea i've never used this i can't say whether it's good or bad but it's a AppSumo thing Lifetime deal on a product called WP Reset. Know a couple of people who bought it, and they seem to be fairly favorable. Anyway, it's back on. I think it's 50 bucks or something for a lifetime deal. Uh, and the intention is it resets your, your WordPress install back to a, a period in time. So it's, I guess it's a bit like Time Machine or something for your WordPress install. Okay. Good versioning? Uh, I don't know. don't know. It's more good, for... I mean, I played around with it for for some time, so you can. Uh, it's it's really great for developers if you want to create. A, you don't want to re re reinstall your WordPress to to the blank state, but for example, you want to automatically have a clean WordPress with some things added, and you want to reset it every time to the same state. Oh, I see. Right. So like you've got a site, you've been playing with it, it's a playground, and you now realize you've gone down the wrong rabbit hole and you just wanna you want all the plugins exactly. and all of that still. Get me but, back. Yeah, so take me back. Take me back to when I start yeah. Before I had the beer and carried on maintaining the website. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there it is. It's it's fifty dollars or something. Thank you, Matt. Check. That's really helpful. We mentioned this last week, but I, I want to keep mentioning this because this is a, a lovely little service. It's called WP Turbo. We haven't gone into detail about it, but it just looks like a really cool little project. Uh, totally free. I'm my understanding is that they're going to have sort of a paid tier built on top of this. But it's in beta at the moment, and it's got a ton of WordPress generators. So, for example, if so, this is like I feel this is for people who've been using a page builder for ages and have no conception of how WordPress does things under the hood. You've just clicked buttons forever, and and it just worked. And but you're a bit curious. You want to know how WordPress actually does these things and how you can do things in code and maybe make your website a little bit leaner and just have the fun of fiddling with things and learning things. So let's take the example here: post type generator. You click on the button. And you've got a ton of options for how you might register that post type. You give it a name. You can de design what kind of post type it's going to be. Give it labels. What thing? Look at all these labels that you can add. Uh, what kind of things it supports? So does it support comments, featured image, author, and so on? You can toggle them on and off. What taxonomies are you going to use? Where it's going to be visible? You get the idea, blah, blah, blah. And it's all done through a text-based, form-based approach. And at the end... You get the code at the bottom, you copy and paste it, and you're done. It's great. I really like it. And that was just the post type generator. I think there's 40 more. Let's have a look. You can browse looks like down a, here. Looks like a more um, uh, elaborate version of generatewp.com, mm -hmm. which, right. which I've been using for... Uh, whatever, since they started. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just one of those things that you could commit all that stuff to memory, and it for me at least now that oh, I'm the age yeah, that yeah. I am, yeah, like there's no way that's there's no way. <laughs> no, no, I, neither do I. I just know yeah. where to go to quickly. Yeah, uh, yeah. generate yeah, that. But, uh, so you've got a whole bunch of stuff for WordPress generators. Then you've got a whole bunch of stuff for admin. A whole bunch of stuff for query generators. That would be kind of interesting. Uh, creating a block is possible, I believe. Um, plugin header, theme header, widget generator, sidebar generator. The list just goes on and on. WooCommerce, Elementor. You know, yeah. it's just a growing resource. Like I said, free at the minute. So go and use it for all of its greatness. Looks uh, like they have like a, a lot more options than uh, generate WP. Yeah, yeah, and it's just in beta. I think they sent me an email. I'm pretty sure they sent me an email, or somehow I've got the idea that they are going to have a paid tier. So get in while you can. And, um, you know, make use of it. It's a great idea. Loving it. Uh, anything on that, Matt Check, or shall we move on? No, we can go further. Okay. Right then, we're we've sort of approaching the end. We've got about 15 minutes left to go. This is just to say that uh, a bit of a shake-up at iThemes, not a shake-up in the bad sense of the word, but a shake-up in a good sense of the word. They have decided to shuffle their staff around. And as we have Kathy Zant on rather a lot, I'd like to just highlight this. She's had a what I'm guessing is a promotion. She is now the Director of Product Marketing for iThemes and Cadence WP. So, Kathy, if you are watching, well done. Bravo. Congratulations. There's a whole load of other stuff in this article, but really, that's what I wanted to say. Also, if you are an iThemes user, they are going to, although they're not saying what the products are, they've got a slew of products, and they are going to be sunsetting some of them. This is, I guess, a nice term for saying they're going to stop supporting or developing i don't know if supporting covers that maybe they will continue to support them but um like the, it looks uh, like yeah i was gonna say i like the paragraph uh, right above that which is this one 
Yeah, they'll be kicking off a discovery journey with the iThemes and Stellar WP leadership to revisit the brand identity, since iThemes really isn't about themes anymore. Yeah, it's a good which point. Is, yeah. Which has been, uh, 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 I've wondered about this very well. Like a decade. <laughs> no, 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 Short, shorter. This was uh, like two years ago, whenever, uh, whenever they were added to... Um, Stellar. Uh, yeah, but uh, the, the the umbrella of that. Um, Ste- I think Stella is the umbrella of that. Hang no, on, no, you mean the next, the host next? Oh, itself? is it Nexus? Nexus, yes, uh, yes, uh, Liquid Web. Yeah, I was like, why are they still using the iThemes name? It just doesn't make sense. There's yeah, just, it's interesting. Other than it's, plugins, it's been right? there for fourteen years, but yeah, they should yeah. get iPlugins. Yeah, iPlug. Mm, yeah. If that's available, <laughs> they should. Definitely bag it. <laughs> Somebody listening to this will have already bought that just now if yeah. it's available. Uh, looks like there uh, says here the ongoing foundational products um, is where they're going to put their energies in the future. So we're probably all uh, familiar with these. Uh, iThemes Security, Backup Body, iThemes Sync and Training uh, are where they're going to put their focus in the near future. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Not one of those is a theme-related thing. So, yeah, maybe bit of a brand revisiting and oh here we go uh, michelle liquid web says michelle yeah. so maybe we both all of us got that wrong so thank you michelle she knows Hello. she's in the note over there okie dokie that's that one right now if you thought that you liked gutenberg and you <laughs> cover your ears <laughs> remkus uh, no 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 i like gutenberg <laughs> okay I... <laughs> Okay. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, you're, you're, okay. You're trying to turn me into grumpy old man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're skeptical. But I think that's projection, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, re- I retract everything I said in the last 20 seconds. Um, but if you like your WordPress install to have Gutenberg in it, and you think to yourself, wouldn't it be nice if Gutenberg was everywhere? Well, turns out MatchX dug something up. <laughs> it can be. Tell us about this, MatchX. We're looking at a GitHub page. It's called Gutenberg Everywhere Chrome. What are we looking at? Yeah, I mean, you can scroll down a bit. I think there there should be something in a README. Yes, there is even a beautiful example of how Stack Overflow can look like with Gutenberg, <laughs> in which you can write a comment. So, Do you think any Stack Overflow... I'm not trying to be incendiary here, and I'm really not. Do you think Stack Overflow users... Do you think there's going to be too many people taking this up? Like, they prefer the Gutenberg interface to the there's, Stack Overflow There's going interface. to be some hardcore developers yeah. who just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah so, it. so yeah. In in short, it this extension can change every text area into, uh, into Gutenberg. And as we can see, it will load and save content in Markdown format. Oh, which kind of, interesting. Which is kind of sad because I prefer writing in Markdown rather than not. Still. So the, if I, you are a true hardcore Gutenberg fan, it's for you. What 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 I like about this is uh, what it will allow us to do uh, in WordPress as well. So at a certain point in time, we may have a Gutenberg powered uh, comment edit uh, comment section. Right, uh, and that that kind of makes sense if this is how it's done. Well, it's interesting because I know that Matt, well, I, I'm speaking for Matt like I know what's going on in his head, but Matt Mullenweg, my my impression at least anyway, is that he would like Gutenberg to be like the editor for the web. I yeah, don't yeah. know 
I don't have any insight as to whether or not that is the, a realistic the, the approach. The new tiny Right, basically. And, uh, and so I suppose projects like this will be quite interesting, you know, if people start to fiddle with it and realize it's superior. Uh, it, it's kind of, I'm guessing it's not very feature rich. You have to, you know, if you, did you say it was Markdown? So you've got to bring all of that along for the ride. You've got to understand how that works and what you're doing. No, there. no, you no. don't. You oh, don't. you don't? It okay. will convert. It will okay. convert everything from, okay. from and to Markdown. So you can write as, as usual. Yeah. The I, I'm using typically in a week. I would say I'm probably using five or six platforms, all that have their own completely unique interface. And at the minute, that doesn't really bother me. You know, I'm using like, for example, Google Docs. I use a bunch, and that's got a, an interface which I'm completely familiar with. I flip over. I use Evernote quite a lot. Matt, check. I might just mute you because there was some incredibly crazy sound there uh coming through uh, so i'm going to mute you oh no it's stopped whatever it was so i'm not going to mute you. um so i'm using google docs i'm fine with that i'm using gutenberg i'm fine with that i'm using evernote i'm fine with that i'm using a whole bunch of different like crm platforms and things like that i don't really i don't really have that problem it doesn't really affect me i'm quite happy to flip from one to the other on the other hand I guess it might be a nice aspiration to have just one editor, but I don't know. I think Google Docs for Google Docs is kind of superior at the minute. Uh, yeah, but that's because it's focused on text. So yeah. Um, I mean, the question is: uh, Is the web want to have uh, one editor? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And do I think... we want it to be Gutenberg? I think word time will tell, but I've got a suspicion that it might might not be. But let's let's wait and see. Anyway, thank you. That's a cool little project. So I'll put the link in the show notes, and you can go and install it. I'm guessing inside a Chrome browser. So mm -hmm. this is going to work on Brave and Edge and yeah, yeah. a variety of other things. So yeah, if you're a Firefox user, maybe not. But I am going to do this and just see what my experience is, whether or not it kind of is a bit of a cognitive dissonance. Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. We've got a Facebook user who is anonymized. We don't know who you are, but it says there's also this related use of Gutenberg outside. Okay. Something called WordPress. So it's... Have you yes, seen this? This is, this is something amazing. It's done by uh, Adam Zielinski. Uh, and uh, it's WordPress that doesn't need uh, MySQL. We can just put it everywhere as a JavaScript module, just like this. Uh, okay, so this is Munir. I'm guessing Munir Kamal, uh, who really, let's be honest, knows what he's talking about when it comes to Gutenberg, so uh, we will and... defer. Munir, what I'm going to do is, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to show it on the screen now just because of the time that we've got left available. Uh, considering we talked about this one, uh, this week, I will put it into next week's show. Um, and Mania, what happens with the comments on this platform? As soon as the show ends, I'm completely unable to get to the comments. Uh, if I remember, I'll go over to um, the comments on YouTube and copy and paste it from over there. But Mania, I will if you send, fancy, I will send you the. Oh, thank you, I thank you, you. Yeah, thank you. I'll just is, forget. I know what I'm really like. Something, I'm just... This is something really amazing. It's oh, okay. really amazing. So it's right, uh, worth you. talking about. Um, yeah. Oh, great. Okay, we'll do that next week. Okie dokie. Uh, we mentioned this last week, but um, Matt Chet wanted to mention it again, so we're going to. This is, sorry, I'm on the right at the bottom of the page. WP Awards, uh, the awards. This is not the silly version. This is the sensible version. 
of awards. So I can't um, win this one, you mean? Well, yeah, you stand a chance, Rem. What would you, yeah, I mean, are you on here? The nominations no. have been closed. I'm going to do a quick find for Remkus. No, 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 Rem I'm not. Oh, no, there's no none out of none. Uh, cool but enough. if you search for WP Builds, look, look at that. Oh, it's not even there, look. That's a load of rubbish, right? But, but if you Kinsta go right... I can tell you that Kinsta is here. Oh, so. okay. Well, look, there is a... There, look, there is. There's a WordPress... Look, there's a podcast. You can you could click that button or that one or that oh, one. Or yes, that. I'll, have to, I'll have to add myself there as well as the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is uh, this is more about you, what you really think as opposed to the silliness that I've been running. So um, if you fancy voting, it's open for the next few weeks. You add your name, email address. Uh, Devinder was on last week. He's the person that's running it all. And uh, go and go and give your favored WordPress plugins, themes, communities, whatever it may be, a bit of a thumbs up. And at I'm, the end, I'm a little sad Savinder hasn't added my YouTube channel. I'm a little sad. Okay, mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Why? Yeah. Why? Devinder, Devinder. Why hasn't he done that? Yes. That's yeah. that's right. As, yeah. Especially okay. with you, with. I know why. Because you didn't have your jacket on. Oh, oh, you didn't. True, true, the, you, true, there true. was no jacket at that time. It is. I the think jacket. you should write to him that you have a new jacket and you want your YouTube channel. <laughs> well, uh, in, in all honesty, uh, there's not a lot of WordPress going on on that channel yet. So, um, <laughs> every week I try to come up with a title for the podcast, and it's the silliest sentence uttered during that. And uh, th this wins. This episode's going to be called "He Didn't Have His Jacket On," uh, <laughs> because that's perfect. Okay, five more minutes left. One more article. Shame. Oh, right. Look at this. Yeah, go on. Why not, Ben? Do it. Um, Ben's saying, "Shameless plug. Vote for Stackable." Where does that feature? I'm guessing there's a blocks section. Why not there are give so him a many bit of sections. that? Did a Gutenberg add-ons? Here we go. Section five. It's got to be in here, surely. Section five. Did, 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 did. I can't see it. It's here. I it's here. It the second there. Oh yeah, there. Look, there you go. Stackable. Yeah. Uh, Ben's come in and shamelessly plugged Stackable. He wants you to to win that one. Uh, so yeah, you can vote for that if you like. I bet in a minute we're going to get some other people saying <laughs> the load arrival. So step away from the controversy. I forgot to say at the beginning of this episode, that, or did I say it? Bob Don was supposed to join us, but unfortunately, where he lives, uh, he's got a power outage. And he said he could try it on his mobile phone, but it would be terrible reception. So I'm so sorry. Bob was supposed to join us. And uh, I do want to mention this because this is great. He threw in as his pick of the week. This art <laughs> This is great. Oh, this is the stuff that makes life interesting. He's found a Wikipedia article which is called Unusual Articles. So it's literally a list of crazy articles on Wikipedia. And they are absolutely brilliant, mind-numbingly weird. So things like uh, I don't know, um, places where the gravity appears to go backwards, um, houses which appear to float. Um, it's I just a pizza farm. A pizza on, farm, of course. On the top. Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know what to make of it. Uh, crazy places in the world which just have incredibly weird architecture. Yeah, this right. one's kind of cool. It's a principality called Sealand. It's not actually a principality, but the guy. This is so good. There's a guy. He lives like in the in the in the Atlantic somewhere. There's this old platform, um, and he's trying to make it into a country. It's called Sealand. It, there's like a living room embedded in one of these little towers here. That's I weird, think he lives all no... by himself. He's printed there's... his own money and also no actual land there. <laughs> yeah. 
there's no actual other, hence probably why it's called sea lead. Anyway, it is a massive list of extremely, I mean, truly massive. This is going to keep you going until the end of your days. Um, just looking at weird stuff there. So hat tip to uh, Bob Don for presenting us with this weirdness. I'll include it in the show Ooh, notes. There was one called it. the Paul effect. The Paul effect? What's the Paul effect? Hang on, let me find know. that. It's a Paul effect. The Paul effect. Let's see. No, not that one. No. There the you Paul go. Paul effect. Something, <laughs> blame something Paul. in the lab like not it. working. Technical difficulties. Blame this guy. <laughs> it's, it's Pauly. It's Pauly. I missed the eye, but close yeah. enough. Yeah, it's close enough. There you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> quantum suicide and immortality. Schmoot. The list goes on and on. Um, oh, south up map orientation. Oh, look at that. That's pretty. That it's weird? so weird. It's just a I map mean, turned upside down. And of course, why wouldn't it be that way around? There's nothing wrong with it. But doesn't it look weird? <laughs> Nathan, to be honest, I think that the next episode should consist only about articles from... I'm down. The yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. yeah, nothing to do with anything normal. That's it. We've done our episode i do appreciate but this cow on the it. top of the power of you, you oh yeah okay hold on let me just show that because that is pretty cool what on earth is this about it's cow is that that what is it it's just like a cow on a power line somewhere that's so weird there's a guy in the uk who has put a a shark in his roof so imagine you got a huge great white shark and you were like in a plane and you threw it at a house and it got embedded in somebody's roof. He's built that into his roof, and he's even built like the debris around it, so that it looks as if it's just been sh like moments ago shattered into his roof. There's this fin and the back end of a shark. All of his neighbours want him to get rid of it, and have been protesting to the authorities that it must go. And he every year he wins the next round. He's saying, "I can do what I like. It's my house. I want a shark in the roof. Of course I do." <laughs> You have, uh, this is not the only weird guy you have in the UK, but this is definitely. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Google it. Google it now. Shark in route. Oh, I've got to do it, haven't I? Hold on. Shark. Shark <laughs> in roof. Right. I could, just so that you know it, I'm not making it up. There, there it is. Look, that's a YouTube. The heading. Look, I mean, let me share it on the screen quickly. And that is not a joke. Look at that. Oh, it is a joke. <laughs> It is a joke. No, but you yeah. know what I mean? In terms of it's like hard to miss, right? <laughs> and also I like I like the gif as of, of the shark on the yeah, yeah. on the top of the oh, website. Yeah, yeah. It, it this also website, gives this. Yeah, this website brought to you in twenty oh one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see great. there are also sharks birthday party parties. Yep. Yeah, he's got a whole thing going on. It, what it what it demonstrates is if you do something truly wacky, you can probably milk it for the rest of your and life. Call it art because it's a sculptor. That's right. right. Yeah. But it, look at it; it's like the size of the house itself. Anyway, what the heck are we talking about? Is this supposed to be about WordPress? I mean, so, why didn't we start? There, there from are sharks this? within WordPress. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> see what you did there uh right we had a comment <laughs> look at that marcel boatsman manages to find the the single what what are they called like emoji or something about sharks very good uh you get the prize um marcel for best comment of the day appreciate anybody who made a comment i love it i love it when you make the comments it makes the show so much more interesting thanks for showing up and contributing it's really great of course I have to say thank you to the man, the jacket, 
Remkus de Vries. Look at him. He's so chuffed with it. It is beautiful. Yeah. And I don't know what to say about you. You're not the man, the not jacket. Matt check. Thank you. Both yeah, I only have a lot of cats on my t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, this is an that's interesting. Not it. That's not this it. is an interesting. Ben says maybe he has trouble finding his house. Uh, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> okay. A problem fixed. <laughs> a beacon on a drunken night home. I just I live in the shark house. I, ho I hope he has oh. lighting on it. <laughs> yeah, let's try. My house is the shark one. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's it. That's it. We're done. Thank you very much. We've overrun now. So, oh, we've got a wave. Look, we've got yeah, a little silly wave. Thank you. And we've done it. We'll be back next week with a, another panel of guests, and hopefully, it'll be just as ludicrous and fun. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Uh, are we on again then? Uh, yeah, it'll, yeah. It's, it's us again <laughs> every week from now on. Same guest. See you later. Cheers.